Hello, everyone, and welcome to, not back, but to this extra special Wii episode as we're taking some break between arcs. Um, I'm Gary Feehan, that's my name, and welcome. So we are finished book one, book one, which I'm calling Chance, before we're moving on to book two, which is yet to be named. Um, next arc in our show. Uh, we said we'll have a little, little kind of a, a little fun episode to break things up. So, going around the cleanser. palate cleanser, exactly. <laughs> um, this is the sorbet. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the sorbet of adventuring for dummies. Yes, because we're about to move on to the main course. That was just the entree. So for today's episode, we're going to have some fun segments. Um, first, we're going to head over to Dave Sheeran, who's going to do a crazy build multi-class for us that should be very interesting after that we're going to head to dave mctighe who's going to go through some spooky dice superstitions that we may or may not subscribe to um so stick around and see our opinions on those two things and i hope you have a little bit of fun and then next week we'll be having a q a so we've gone around table and asked each other some burning questions that we've had for each other's characters and also the players have had for me and that will be next week's episode before kicking back off with book two of adventuring for dummies the following week after that so today two weeks book two will be kicking back off so without further ado let's introduce um the dummies the cast and get on with the show so first we have dave mctighe hello and we have dave sheeran hello dave McEnroe. Yo. And Dave Stewart, I mean, Billy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You should just change your and name. You, you should get yeah. the program. <laughs> right. So, um, that is us. Uh, you know and love us now at this point. And if you're new, if you're jumping in, actually, welcome. Welcome to the mayhem. And uh, I hope you have some fun. Mm, mayhem. Mayhem. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to head over. Sounds like a news bulletin. Um, now we're going to head over to the weather with Mo. For a guy in the sky. <laughs> uh, now we're going to head over to Dave Sheeran, and he's going to go through some crazy monkey build he's going to do for us. Thank you. So uh, I was thinking about who I could build for this kind of break episode for fun, and I knew I wanted to pick someone uh, relatively iconic that very few people that most people, regardless of where they're from, where they're listening, would be able to recognize. So I decided on, uh, of all things, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Just Bunny. A... Iconic. Yeah. I'm sort of thinking, yeah, I'm going more iconic than that, but sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, why not? What's up, Doc, one might say. <laughs> Isn't that what he says? Please say that's him. Please say that's him. Um, <laughs> it is him. Don't worry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I had to Imagine I was like... <laughs> Like, that Roadrunner, but no, that's yeah. yeah. Roadrunner doesn't say anything. He just goes beep beep. Yeah. Oh, meep meep. Yeah. <laughs> Important distinction. Off the rails yeah. already. So I'm thinking, like, uh, I guess the best place to start would probably be with stats, just because you know, it's it's the foundation and uh, best place to work up from. So um, now strength for Bugs Bunny is very debatable. According to certain wikis, he can apparently like create constellations. So, I'm I'm not. But 
but that's it's cartoon physics so like it, i'm i'm going to cartoon physics yeah <laughs> i'm i'm not going to put too much stock into that right away so we're going to leave that at at his lowest at 8 okay Perfect. yeah 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 he's dainty. dexterity yeah, he's dainty he's a rabbit yeah yeah now dexterity yeah, not the apex predators are in the rabbits he's not called bug exactly. ox you know bug ox bugs bunny isn't an ox? Strong yeah, animal. Apex. Oh, okay. Strong. Okay, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Strong yeah. animal. Strong rather than apex predator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not T Rex Tim. There we <laughs> go. Yeah. Now dexterity is far more important, so we need at least sixteen here. At so. least you're you're a nimble rabbit after all. So gotta um, you know jump and dive and dip. Exactly. Exactly. Though his sense of direction is questionable. It is. It is. It doesn't mean that he can't get there quickly. No. Definitely he not. never got to Albuquerque. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoilers for, for Looney Tunes. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> We're going to have to put a spoiler warning on, on the episode. Spoiler for Looney Tunes if he ever got to <laughs> I am I'm very curious about the Venn diagram of people annoyed by Looney Tunes spoilers and people who listen to this podcast. If you're in there, please let us know. With all caps, do it. I want yeah. all of them. Mm. Tweet at us at, at five, A5D, as Billy would say. <laughs> so, like, uh, going from there, Constitution, it's a 12. That's all we want. Like, Keep you can take a hit. But you know, it, not enough for it not to be funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, well, all right, so intelligence is very important for Bugs. We need at least sixteen. Um, Bugs Bunny is quick-witted, you know. And going from there, uh, wisdom of thirteen. It's going to be important, but we're not going to take too much perception. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See where this uh, is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Char charisma ten. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Char he probably should have more charisma, but we, we, you know, like if you're rolling for stats, maybe bump up your charisma a bit more than ten. But just for this build, you know, we're we're assuming point by. Well, you if you well you do have a good point of putting him a ten because uh, some certain characters would say that he is the most annoying or the worst. Yeah, I, I find him a little bit annoying. Yeah. <gasps> So everyone, we are looking for a new member of the podcast. <laughs> we just got a spare spot. <laughs> Hop right in. I joke, I joke. <laughs> uh, now um but then again I find everyone annoying. <laughs> Is there sincerity behind that? We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who can say? <laughs> Who can say? Now, uh, thankfully, we don't really need to worry much about what race to pick, because a recent Unearthed Arcana came out and gave us the fantastic rabbit folk. There Perfect is for... bunny people! Yeah, There are, yeah. There's bunny people. It, 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 like, it's what I thought right away as soon as I was thinking about this, when I saw that Unearthed Arcana. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. So, as um, as a master builder, would you does it align with what you thought bunny folk should be or should do? Oh, it's interesting as a cool. like on our after kind of. 
I I'm very curious about the rabbit hop feature, just because of some of the language in it, and it could go. I I find it a very interesting feature, regardless. Just being able to like jump anywhere from one feet to twelve feet in a random direction of your choosing, just for five movement. That that's kind of cool. And oh, very good. Yeah, it, it gives you, it gives you like a, a D four on a failed dex check to potentially turn that into a success. And oh. it does give oh, you some sk works. skill proficiencies. Nice, nice. Oh wait, no, no. I think I'm looking at the background section. Oh well, it doesn't give you skill <laughs> proficiencies. But I mean, <laughs> you know, deck saves and hopping—that's already enough. Yeah, it's it's yeah. apt. Yeah. Is there a rabbit folk language? No, not that I'm oh. aware of. I think it's. They're... I think you just get like Sylvan. Yeah, they're presented as Fey in in this. In oh, fair. Okay. Thing, so, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. One of the interesting things about rabbit folk is that you can actually pick between being medium sized or small sized. So I figure if you're if you're playing bugs, as in in the middle of Space Jam, where you're next to Michael Jordan or LeBron James, and you've got the Monstars, <laughs> yeah. uh, you probably want to be small. But if if you're if you're hoping to just play around kind of a, a more classical bugs, maybe medium. Most people around your size. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the same size as Elmer Fudd or whatever, right? Yeah, well, taller, bigger, actually. Yeah. But yeah. He, Elmer Fudd is supposed to be a real-sized person, so yeah. Supposed to be a real-sized small person. But... Yeah, he's a good medium. It's, it's, a, it's a mystery. With all the ears. You can play baby bugs, right? Oh, yeah. If you wanted to. If you wanted Isn't there to. like a kid's version or something at one there, point? There, there was. was. Yeah. It's like a, a baby Looney Tunes thing, and they're all like in diapers. Classic. Why not? Yeah. I. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I'm sorry. I, I I did not appreciate that cartoon. <laughs> no, neither did I. It's stricken from the record. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> so with background, I think you want a custom one based on entertainer. Uh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Like a uh, main reason is the entertainer background for the feature by popular demand, which kind of gives you a place to perform. Because a lot of Looney Tunes films just involve, uh, you know, early films, kind of involve bugs becoming success a successful performer, or just dealing with the consequence of being recognized and kind of roped in to be like a, a storyteller, so they can, like, screen reruns of the old cartoons in between, yes. like, movie segments. But um, with the actual skill proficiencies, you probably want acrobatics, performance. Uh, maybe instead of a musical instrument, you're probably going to want a disguise kit just for the added flavor. Yeah. Also, when is he not wearing a disguise? Exactly. Exactly. That's the core of this build. Would you yeah. believe? Oh, um, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> also, I don't know. I know singing is not a proficiency, but if that we're going to go with instrument, I think uh, you know the voice would be good because uh, isn't that that one where he's like doing an, a full opera? That one's great. I love that one so much. Very true. And he's in the true. full like <laughs> Valkyrie <laughs> Viking <laughs> lady gear. Yeah, that's yeah, actually that, a very yeah. good point. I hadn't huh? considered that. Yeah, I think I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's that's a. I think that won that's, like awards that episode. That's the one, you know. <laughs> no. That's the performance. Yeah. Now, first level 
is going to be rogue. This oh. gets us proficiency in persuasion, deception, and just just to give you all the ways for talking with a, so you don't really need you know that charisma in other ways, you know? Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You also get sleight of hand here for subtle maneuvers, like, you know, swapping the big sharp kind of awful weapon your friend has your your friend in quotation friend. marks has with a <laughs> I don't know, something a, a lot coward. less uh, dangerous. Yeah. Turning the gun around somehow. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he like bend guns as well? Loved him. He did, yeah. he did. But you know, unfortunately our bugs have du has dumped strength, so not not in this <laughs> not in this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so with expertise that Rogue gives, I think you want deception and persuasion. I think that oh. fits best. But like you know, what whichever you think, whichever you you'd like most. Maybe for performance, if you're being a very performative bugs. Yes, yes. You know, if you're using the costumes a lot, I think that could definitely work. <laughs> now, Rogue gives you Thieves Cant, which I can kind of see almost fitting the character just as a way to kind of communicate with a friend while trying to placate something dangerous in your midst. Doesn't he do, like, a lot of clicking? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Doesn't he, like, click at that things? That's Thieves Cant, right? There we go. Yeah, I, I can I can see you flavoring it like that. Uh, oh yeah, bunny ear like signals, hand yeah, signals. Yeah, signal with mm. bunny ears. Yeah, that's 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 definitely happened. You you do get sneak attack, but like I don't really remember bugs stabbing anyone, so we're we're probably not going to be using this too much. But I don't know. Like you, it's do like you. a it's like a reverse sneak attack. He somehow gets them to stab themselves. That's usually his his jam. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly, exactly. Now, Damage um, by diversion. <laughs> so going right from Rogue, we're going straight into two levels of Druid. Druid? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Now Would you might not. all be wondering why. But it's for a very good reason. Uh, we want Wild Shape. Because if there's one ability Bugs has that's impossible to get otherwise without Wild Shape, it's Burrowing Speed. Oh, that was another question Mr. I meant to ask about the rabbit foe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rabbit foe don't, don't get, get burrowing, burrowing speed. No, and neither do earth elemental, uh, earth genocide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those abilities I think is probably too powerful for a player character just because you become effectively invisible in certain situations. But yeah, true. Yeah, and yeah. escape quite yeah, well. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, a know, burst basically has its limitations. Like, if you're in a flagstone cell, you can't just burrow out of it, you know? No, that's that's very true. I, but I guess that was just kind of, like, the main concern, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well. with poly... Not polymorph. With, with wild shape, what we're going to be mostly turning into is a hare, which have a uh, burrow speed of five foot through loose <laughs> earth. Perfect to escape... An angry human fighter who's taken the gunner feet. Yeah. Uh, nice. Of course, when they eventually get their hands on you and pull you out of the ground, they won't see bugs. They'll see a photorealistic rabbit instead. And they'll be so unnerved, they'll put you right back in the ground and start digging around again. Now, this is when you wild shape again into a cave badger. Cave badgers 
cave badgers are great because they have a burrowing speed of 15 feet, so you can get a bit more movement out of your wild shape, especially if you're dashing. Now, after they've pulled you out and got the fear of God placed into them, that human gunner is putting you right back in, and it's also <laughs> a great... Now, this is a great subversion of expectations. Unfortunately, the rule of free demands that they're going to try one more time, and because you're out of wild shapes, they're just going to pull you out. <laughs> and that's what would have happened. It would have been like, oh, and it's me for real. Yeah. Halfway through another transformation of some sort, maybe through exactly. disguise means this time. Yeah. Now, uh, thankfully, thankfully, we've put two more levels into Rogue by this point, which gives us a free disengage as a bonus action. All thanks uh -huh. to cunning actions. Uh, I love the way you're playing out a whole episode for us in your head. It's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. He, he, yeah, he so, does. He doesn't scrimp. He giving you the whole. He giving the whole kitten caboodle. Yeah. yeah. Now, for the roguish archetype, we're going mastermind, so we can oh. use the help action as a bonus oh, you... action. Excellent. What was the druidic circle you chose? I'm I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'll step away. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Gary. Don't, don't, don't skip worry. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so mastermind. Um, Mm -hmm. With Mastermind, we can use the help action as a bonus action for any allies within 30 feet of you. Uh, you're just that distracting. So uh, this also gives us Master of Intrigue, which, among other benefits, gives us proficiency with the disguise kit, and you can perfectly mimic the speech patterns and accents of uh, other people. Iconic. Yes. Yep, yep. I just Let heard Dave say benefits, not benefits. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah I, I've got rabbits <laughs> in <of> mind. <laughs> Funny brain. Uh -huh. You now, haired correctly. So we're building oh. a little bit further into this kind of. <laughs> sorry. Story, story. It's cool. That was terrible. No, it was great. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so we're we're building a bit further into this support playstyle by picking the the shepherd circle for our druid subclass. That gives us unicorn spirit, hawk spirit, bear spirit. Just tell your friends to ignore the vis very visible strings attached to these, or the projector <laughs> hidden in the bushes. Oh, very that. That's very Lunar Tunes. <laughs> or painted wall with them on it or something. Exactly, yeah. Here's my full puppet show that I keep in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from level 7 onwards, the build becomes a whole lot more simpler. We uh, want to multi-class into wizard, and we're not leaving. We're picking... Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're picking School of Illusion as our subclass. Oh. Which gives us a whole lot of benefits uh, from the start. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It improved minor illusion means we can always produce both sound and images with our illusions, so no one will question... Just how many duck season or rabbit season posters have been perfectly placed under one another? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, so good! Brilliant. As we level, we get our first uh, feet at level 11. And while it's tempting to get your int to max right away, if you get Eldritch Depth and the invocation Misty Visions, you do get infinite casts of Silent Image which means you oh. can always have some handy props and gaffs to keep your enemies off guard. And oh, thanks wow. to Malleable Illusion. Has endless, endless props. So endless perfect. props, yeah. So it makes sense that he's literally creating them out of magic. Absolutely, yeah. 
At level uh, 13, you get malleable illusions. Uh, you can use minor illusions in conjuration to create realistic sounds and smells to just further uh, add legitimacy to your deception. Uh, by the time you hit level 20, you get both illusionary reality and mirage arcane to just make illusions indistinguishable from reality. No one will doubt the existence of a barbershop that sprung up in the middle of a <laughs> castle, and thanks to expertise and deception and persuasion, you'll likely be able to convince the lich that you can style his hair while your friends lay in wait disguised as chairs, coat ranks, and sinks, ready to drop a piano on him. Oh, Snaps. Snaps. Snaps all around. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So, I would have never thought. The druid threw me, mm -hmm. but then it made sense, and then the wizard really threw me, but then it also made sense. Came back around. Yeah. yeah. So what are we in total now? We are... Uh, 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 that's free rogue, free... Uh, no, two druid, and then just the rest in wizard. Fifteen wizard. Mm -hmm. Wow. That actually sounds like a really fun character. Yeah, like you, you'll have plenty of spells, and you'll have your bonus actions always filled up with something you can be doing. Very cool. Yeah, because all of the start stuff is just like, okay, get my like, get me as a as a as a being together with my lies and everything else, and then it's just yeah. like the the wizard and the other parts afterwards are like building and building this like full stunt prop aganza <laughs> show that you're building. <laughs> yeah, in the world. Stunt, stunt. Oh, so good. Yeah, and it just got like on top of being a master of illusion, you just get so many good spells you can use, like haste, enhance ability, all of the teleportation mm. stuff. Uh, polymorph if you want, uh, seeming if you'd like to disguise other people. Yeah, even which, even unwilling people. You're gonna wanna. He's gonna wanna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this party is definitely gonna wanna look like something else. <laughs> yeah, per perfect for when Bugs Bunny uh, teams up with like the world famous assassins. You know, <laughs> you know, casually. Yeah, casually. yeah, just just for for maximum dissonance with your party. Thieves Guild. <laughs> Looney Tunes Thieves Guild. He's every member of the Thieves Guild, actually. He's just, you know. He's all of them, and he convinces yeah, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He actually just wants one person so that it actually is a real guild, but they have been him the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Fantastic. Um, uh, yeah, so... that's, that's, my, that's my build for Bugs Bunny. Excellent. Top Very cool. Mod. Yeah, I'm I just <laughs> all of the pieces. Did leave anything out? Don't make so much sense. Yeah, so if um, if anyone at home has any other cool, crazy build ideas for some random characters, shoot them our way, and maybe Dave um will build them something fun um for another one of these silly little episodes. Um, but the Bugs Bunny character will be available on our socials in a PDF format. So those that do want to check it out, go check it out there. Adventuring for Dummies, wherever you find good socially things. Shameless plug section. Um, didn't tell you there was that segment, but here we are. Um, hey, we're giving you a gift. You're getting a yeah, gift, everyone. Getting a it's, gift. It's, you know, you need to find the gift. So it's not a book. It's a, it's a yeah. treasure map. <laughs> it's a treasure hunt. Exactly. Yeah. Um, excellent. Thanks so much, Dave. I uh, didn't realize that there was so much depth and nuance to Bugs Bunny. 
but uh, I guess I was just wrong. I was like, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm glad to have opened your eyes. Thank you. <laughs> Shine a light in those dark crevasses. <laughs> Excellent. So, next on the agenda, we have the spooky suspicions sex segment. I don't even know what it's called. What are we calling it, Mr. McTag? I'm just calling it Die Superstitions. Die Superstitions. Simple. They're not that spooky. Like, I mean, I, I, I didn't do anything about sacrificing souls to dice. And, you know, I didn't do any of that. That's for next time. That can be inferred, likely. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blood rituals, they're, sage, you know, the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's no rituals. They're just, they're just wholesome superstitions. Wholesome superstitions. <laughs> okay. okay, maybe... Okay. You know me, shadowy but handsome. It's just always my vibe, so I was expecting spooky, but that's just me. That sounds great. <laughs> are you trying to say you are shadowy? <laughs> no, just yeah, no, it's just, just the characters I create in Doom area. <laughs> alas, alas. So yes. You no, know, they could be spooky and I wouldn't know they're spooky because I'm spooky, so yeah, Very base true. level spooky for you is, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe they are spooky. Yeah, we'll sure, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> yeah. So with your dice superstitions, take it away. Yeah, uh, so let's get rolling. Open um, up on a banger. Yeah. Uh, so, first one is, now some of these I do believe and some of these I don't believe. So a lot of these are just things I've like found from other people and I if I if there is one I do believe I will let you know. And if anyone yeah. if you guys believe one of these, hey, jump in. Yeah, we got to share <laughs> our own as well. Mm. So yeah, it's um, going to just be like this is BS, that's BS. <laughs> so don't no. roll a dice before you use it so you don't waste the good roll. Now, our friend Callum we often see him just rolling his dice before he starts like a session. And I don't think it's even Callum doing this. It's just Callum being completely chaotic. <laughs> just Callum being Callum, really. But yeah, so don't roll a dice before you use it so you don't waste your good rolls. I guess it makes sense for some people. He does. Uh, <laughs> everyone who listens that knows our good friend Callum. But no, Callum does <laughs> roll his dice and he does then get sad when he gets high numbers. It may not be a super, you may not be superstitious, but you might just get sad that you might be rolling high numbers. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I just thought he was being completely chaotic, just getting into character nearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so alternatively, roll your dice before you use it to iron out all the bad rolls. Mm. Very true. I don't know. I think it's a it's a law of averages. This kind of almost feels like what what do you feel more like? Are you lucky or are you unlucky? You know. Hmm. Yeah, I can see you have a very scientific slant to this, Dave Sheer. Maybe. I, I, yeah, I think so. Very numer numerical sort of um, analysis <laughs> of this. The librarian yeah, trying to say numerical. It almost killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Um, no, I don't know. I think it's all Dewey Decimal. Sometimes... You know what? Yeah. I think sometimes they roll hot and sometimes they roll, you know, cold, as you may have mm. seen in a, a certain last yeah. episode, recent, recent, uh, recent episode in recent times. <laughs> mm. 
just saying, yeah, you know. Yeah, so here's yeah. another one. Always lay your dice lowest number down so the molecules settle and it rolls well. This is also known as cooking. Cooking your dice. This is excellent. Baking your dice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, because um, the, the, the 20 or whatever, the highest number is on the on the top, right? On the yeah. top, yeah. Because yeah. it, then it's kind of, theoretically, it's weighted. Yeah. See, I end up doing this not because of any kind of superstition. I just like seeing the number 20 on the big dice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's also very correct. I do, I, mm. did, I do that sometimes. I line them up in a nice... If I'm like got five minutes before recording or a session, I'll line them up in a nice row of seven, and they'll all be like four, six, eight, <laughs> ten, ten. And if you want yeah. to take this one step further, further than the mo molecule, you you could say that they are, have a life of their own, and you are teaching them to be in the in the in the position that you want them to be in, which would be the highest position, which would be twenty. So you know, <laughs> yeah, it's actually a bit, it's a bit a bit like the next thing I'm going to say is oh. that in contrast to that. Always lay your dice high number down so it gets tired of being bad and rolls well. So it nearly takes on a persona of itself. Okay, so reverse um, psychology. See, we're yeah. either doing le learning behavioral theory or we're doing reverse psychology here. So, you know, it works. <laughs> yeah, trust yeah, is like all I have to find that I do is if I have a dice set that has, say, you know, those foam inserts, I yes. actually put yeah. them in prettiest side up. <laughs> Prettiest side up. Yes. Um, <laughs> what that's does right. that mean? Um, prettiness on a dice. As in, well, dice can be pretty, absolutely, but how is one side more pretty than the other? Oh, it can be. I have, um, I have, the ones I'd normally do that with are my kind of, uh, my aluminium dice. And they have kind of like, it's like a kind of a splatter over them. So I have like blue ones with a gold sort of splatter and I have red ones, or black ones with a red sort of splatter over them. And hmm. some sides are just monocolor, and some sides like have a nice smattering uh, of splatter. I get you. So I put them pretty side up. Take okay. us a picture of a pretty versus unpretty selection <laughs> for comparison. Because we'll, I want to see, we'll, and we'll I'll stick it up we'll, on the socials. We'll post <laughs> yeah. it for everybody else to have their own opinions on it as well. Right, Dave's nice. One to ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or sorry, I should say 1 to 20, sorry. 1 to 20. Yeah, another one here. Um, Your first set of dice is sacred. Don't ever mix them with others or discard them. Oh, I did that instantly. <laughs> not not discard, <laughs> obviously. Sorry, I mixed them with others instantly. Yeah. My first... yeah, I don't really mix any of my dice. Mm. My first set were the starter set dice, and I have no idea where they are. You definitely gave them to someone. Probably did. Yeah, and, then I, and then I bought, like... Um, and uh, almost everyone we've played D&D with in person has used them, bought like a seven pack, as in like seven individual sets from Amazon for like 20 euro. And it was like a blue set and a red set and a green set. Oh, right. Oh, cheapo dice. El cheapo. <laughs> hey, we needed to get people playing the thing. Hey. I know. They're very important. <laughs> yes. You need them. <laughs> Do you want um, us to roll with a, an electric roller, Dave? Would that not kill you? Electric electric oh no! No, doesn't exist. Yeah, like a digital dice. Yeah, blast me. 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 Yeah, blast me.
Uh, so oh. I only have two sets of dice, and my first set was a gift. So they they're both character specific. So I don't mix them, but like if I did end up with more sets of dice, I do think I'd just mix them. Mm. I'm not superstitious, though. I'm boring, so. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, I have a, a few dice. Um, for the longest time, I just had the one set that I used for all my characters. And uh, then I just started slowly getting a different dice set for each character over time. And um, currently, um, I have like two sets of dice mixed, which are all of the Ivor dice, which are nice. big, chunky boys and just kind of like a normal sized dice, just kind of like for usual use mixed in. While I, I... Don't know. mixing dice, it's, it's I don't think it's so such a sin, but I mean I <laughs> I just keep dice I sin. keep my uh, character dice separate if only just because I have containers for them already. That's true. Fair. I have so many sets. At every session, I pick three, and they're the ones I use. Do you want to just give your bag a shake? Do you have it there nearby? There you go. That's, that's, about that's half a lot. My dice. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus ASMR section for the podcast. There you go. You all wanted hey, it. Shameless plug and now ASMR section. Here we go. Not those tags. Um, I have lots of sets for different characters, but like lots, I have multiple for the same one. So like all the purple ones are together, and then Gwen has a has three different sets that are all just for her. Um, and then there's yeah, no, I mix them all, but they're a lot of the time they're for the one character most of the time and then there's this one gray d20 that i like to just have as like all else fails i'll go back to it because it was like the first d20 i ever had so it's kind of like mm. the omnipresent d20 one, the two dice we bought for you two d20s we bought for a euro each in um, yeah don't get where's the dungeons and donuts dungeons and donuts so anybody who is ever in the west of ireland go to dungeons and donuts in galway if you haven't been already a supply Dungeons and Donuts. You can get a donut and look at board games. It's very fun. Great spot. We all love. Okay, next. let's go on. Next one. Yes, um, next one. Uh, if you have a good dice roll, don't let the dice sit idle too long, lest it gets cold. Now, <laughs> I'm thinking this would create an incredibly annoying player. They'd be just trying to do skill checks the whole time. I punch the wall. I try and climb up the window. I jump out the window. I, you know. I've never heard of that one before. Try and tell the big burly man that he's an idiot. And just, <laughs> they would be such an annoying character. Such an annoying player, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. And also, anymore. it's going to fail eventually if you keep trying to do all the things. There's a reason yeah. that, you know. <laughs> You're all good at different things. And we're a team. It's warmness yeah. is eventually still going to give you a one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry maybe if they were using metal dice, you, <laughs> might, yeah. you might feel it in your hand when you're picking it up a bit because you do notice when you've let it, let it, a metal dice wait around for a while, it's usually quite cool. But after a while, they kind of get a little bit warmer. But I don't know. <laughs> room kind temp. Of, room temp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's a strange one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like that goes along with the idea of things rolling hot or things rolling cold. But uh, yeah, yeah I, don't know. I don't know if that would then be like I need to keep rolling it. 
because it'll lose its, it's hotness. Like a physical, it's like a physical hot and cold as well as a theoretical yeah. hot and cold. Yeah. Huh, yeah dice, dice magic hot cold. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. So this one, this is one, this is one I believe. Okay. Never, ever let anyone touch your dice without consent. No consent, no touch. <laughs> no consent, no touch is just a good entree. It's a good all around in life. In everything. It's a good mantra for life. So never let anyone touch your dice without consent. Especially not the DM. Because that's how they get cursed. Especially if the DM touches them. Has Gary touched my dice? Lots of times. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you get a new one, he's probably like, ooh, look, oh, it's really nice. <laughs> and you don't know that, but he's cursing it. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he just came and, like, just, you know, rubbed them all over himself. <laughs> Put <laughs> it in, in Gwen's dice. Yeah, just bathe. It's <laughs> just for that big fight. Slap with them. Does he ever make midnight somehow. forays to the, to the kitchen? You think he's going to the fridge and eating all the cheese? He's not. He's rubbing the dice all over himself. No, and he's you're in making bed. me sound very bad. Okay. <laughs> okay, moving <laughs> on. No, no, he would not. He's he's uh he's uh, he stays in the bed when he gets into the bed. He he does not want to leave. <laughs> so, what do you guys feel about that? Like, never let anyone touch your dice. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I I think it's good manners to ask as well. But yeah, uh, I'd agree with it. Yeah. I yeah, I think it's good manners, but I, I never really saw it as a way of cursing dice in my head. Mm. Yeah. I also just, anytime anyone sees my dice, usually it's someone who doesn't necessarily play Dungeons & Dragons sometimes, so I'm just like, please, touch and play, and oh, just get obsessed with the dice. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. I've usually invited them to touch them, so it's, yeah, it's, it's oh, not yeah. without consent. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it's, promoted, it's a promoted touch. <laughs> Okay, so now, here's an unusual one. <clears throat> a new dice must be tested. Keep it separate from all the other dice initially. Roll it 25 times. Count the number of times the max roll appears versus the minimum roll. This is for every dice in a set, say. Oh my god. If Whoa. the maximum is greater, than, greater it's a success. Repeat the process three times. If it fails a test three times, get rid of it. Mm. Oh, you paid 400 quid for that sterling silver D20? Too bad. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> they, they, this could, they do do that, though, don't they? Do, they do roll they, like yeah. dice lots yeah. just to be like, do they, on average, roll something more? And if they are properly, proper dice, I guess you'd say, they should be all over the place, right? Or they should be... As equal, oh, it's e e too much. equal distribution. But again, it's like twenty-five is, is a small sample set for small something sample, like twenty. Yeah. Like twenty-five, twenty-five for yeah. a D four, probably going to get a pretty even distribution. Twenty-five for a D twenty, you are very likely to not see a single number once. You know what I mean? You might not see thirteen the whole time. Oh, easy. So math whiz Gary says it's not enough. You need to roll it more. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm saying you need to do the dice number maximum m n to the power of dice number. Okay. So yeah. roll it forever. Yeah. Okay. Then, <laughs> right. Roll it forever right, yeah. and never play Dungeons of the Dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I guess. 
No, I don't. I don't subscribe to that one. Okay. Yeah. So what's next? Uh, okay. So the next one is: if a dice's luck is in question, it must be kept separated from the rest of the dice, so it doesn't corrupt them with bad luck. Mm. This counter the <laughs> mixing one. Yes. So if you're if you're already segregating your dice sets, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, this just seems That's like true. a natural extension of that. Yeah, it's all segregation with dice. I don't know. I think all of dice should be free to run around with each other. No, I segregate them. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to play with the other dice. You only get to line up beside them once a week. You say hello, and then you say nothing more. <laughs> you might poison them. <laughs> Back to your places. Yeah, mine are all segregated. So that wouldn't really work. They're they're not like going to corrupt other ones with bad luck. Hmm. So the other thing is, on the other hand, some people believing believe mixing in an unlucky dice with lucky dice can help cleanse them. Oh, they will share in the power of the lucky dice. Oh. The the hmm. three lucky dice will cleanse the one unlucky one. Yeah, maybe you just have to like pump up the power a bit. Don't do one on one because that could go either way. But yeah. like at least have two good lucky ones and one bad one. Yeah, we're back Maybe to maths again. A negative and a positive, you know, cancel each other out, but more positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah but... Basically, that, that, that really important maths formula, more positive, good, more negative, not so good. Yeah, more negative, more negative, Gary, come on. Here's, a, here's an odd question, uh, Dave. What's the strangest story for getting rid of bad luck dice that you've heard? Um, I've heard smelting it. Melting? Like actually, actually melting it because it's like a slow process. It's like a slow, agonizing demise for the dice. So Ooh. I guess it involves like then a blowtorch anymore. If that's a yeah, it's just a lump of gunge or something. Oh, this one's not getting a chance again. It's just, yeah, uh, it's just being killed. No. Is what he's saying. No, he mean. I do you mean like, yeah? What's a good way of un? What, what cleansing clarifying? ritual to get it oh. back in the juice? I, I was yeah, wondering if you were going to take one? it back to your like forge or whatever and yeah. remake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the strangest one you, you might say for punishing it and cleansing it rather than actual destruction. I do not condone destroying dice. Uh, you mean like we which do not one condone that would be yeah would be like um a, a superstition that would um say punish it but it still endures <laughs> yeah <laughs> or just you know helps fix it you know you don't have to punish get, get the bad <laughs> luck out of the dice yeah some sometimes people just need guidance they don't need punishment dice are the same. Yeah, this well, I've like that. a step away from exorcisms, just like what <laughs> <laughs> the exorcism of my D20. If you boil it yeah. in some holy water, it'll do the job great. I was really hoping you were just going to say, Dunk in holy water. <laughs> me too, me too. Well, holy what I've heard water. is actually say there is a really offending dice that is not rolling well, you freeze it. That's what I've heard. Oh, oh I actually I have, have heard that. Yeah, yes. I've heard about that one. It's actually I don't know what funny. it does, but yeah, pretty strange. I guess it's because you don't want to destroy it. Whereas if you burn it, you'll destroy it. So freezing it is probably like burning it without destroying it. 
Mm. Turning them in the other direction. Some time to think. You know, solitary confinement. Putting it in the cooler. Putting it in the slammer. Yeah, yeah. Let it cool off. It's bad behavior. Just a time (laughs) on ice. It's just on ice for a while, so... (laughs) Give all the dice ghosts a cold. Excellent. (laughs) Freeze the spirits out. The bad spirits. Exactly. Next one. Okay, so anyone who listens to Adventure for Dummies has probably heard me mention once or twice <laughs> my penchant for character-specific dice. Am I just said it once? Is... Uh, yes, and we've <laughs> all obeyed you, Dave. We all we have all obeyed. You have, you have. I'm very proud of you. Even earlier you, on, when you were you saying you that you Ivor set to... and, and a Stefan set was music to my ears. <laughs> Do you want me to get NPC-specific dice? Do you want to? No, I don't think I have that many dice. Well, they're all technically you, so it's still, they're all still your dice. So, yeah, that's fine. I think it's a loop. It's a loophole, right? <laughs> it's it's a loophole. I guess it is. It's a DM loophole. We let it slide. <laughs> DM loophole. It's the DM defense of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is a different set for every character you play. Usually, thematic suiting that character. If you use the wrong dice, the wrong character, that's how they get cursed. And you'll roll really bad. <laughs> now, I kind of believe this. I, um, we know you do. <laughs> <laughs> no um, kind of a matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I've even built characters around dice in my collection. If I just had seen a set of dice that, ooh, they're pretty, and I bought them. And so I'm kind of he- looking at them, and then I actually build a character around them. Other sometimes it's the other way around. I create a character and I say I'm buying those dice for them. But I've known I'm buying those dice for them uh, months in advance. So you really do both chicken and egg. You go. <laughs> yeah, I do both. Yeah, chicken and egg. Very interesting. Only fair. The true there was dice. One, um, on there's one that's quite um interesting that I done. It was just for we were doing a kind of a one shot just to test out audio. And I made the um, Eladrin Yarazet, which um, had four different seasonal dice for each season, which was like summer, oh, yeah. winter, autumn, and spring. I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. So remember I had that. four that different fun. sets of dice for him. And maybe he'll make a comeback in some campaign at some stage. It's a really interesting character. And when I killed Derby, what? No. Stop it. <laughs> what? And speaking of Derby... Um, Derby has um, a nice set of copper metal dice and a nice set of uh, brass metal dice, which look very kind of steampunky, and they make a nice resounding twonk when they um, hit the dice tray, and it's a bit like fire and brass rain, so it's, that's nice, very thematic. You do have some Ooh. good dice foley. Yes, I do love the good old dice foley. I thought when you were before you said the word twonk, you were going to roll your dice. Yeah. I was like waiting for it. I was like, oh, 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 oh. Out of curiosity, uh, do you use one specific set of those uh, dice for grit and one for the character, or is it just kind of interchangeable? Oh, good question. Um, I just use pretty much whichever one's at hand. Really, hmm. I don't. I I have. These two dice are allowed to live with each other in the dice tray for a time, then they go back into their cases. <laughs> oh my god. They're Not allowed even to have... the character specific dice oh are allowed to live god. together. Yeah. 
love it. I will sometimes I use because I have like a red and a blue, and then I have the the, uh, the the kind of the white, black and white ones. I'll use like red for fire and blue ones for the ice spells, and then sometimes they're both they're just one of them is being bold. So then yeah, I just <laughs> I have to switch. Okay, I'm going to come I... clean. That the brass set seems to roll better when I'm using brass red. It just knows. make a coppery you, gun. You've, you've missed like twice ever, one. so. Yeah. yeah. If even. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is of having a plus 10 <laughs> to your rolls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, you kind of mentioned it, and you kind of you kind of nearly hinted on it there when Dave asked me, "Was it just for character and one for grit?" I don't believe this. But this is a dice superstition I've heard. Specific dice for specific situations. An attack roll oh. for a d twin. Attack roll. So there's a dice for an attack roll. A dice for saving throws. A different d twenty for skill checks. A different D20 oh. for intimidating a one-eyed, red-bearded dwarven man with a teddy bear named Trev. <laughs> no, too much. I mean, this I've is, got that This is one. too far. Everyone's is... got the Trev dice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, the, the, the like, D20 for saving throws, I mean, come on, what are you at? Yeah, it's an emergency one that you have to break glass for. That's, you know what I mean? You smash it and then you take it, but only for that, you know what I mean? Only in those instances. Yeah. Well, what do you think? A D20 for attacks, saving throws, a different no. one for... No, it's... God, no. Too much to keep. You'd you'd have to character like you'd have to categorize them in some sort of like divider. (laughs) I wouldn't remember which color or type is for which one. Maybe the person that does this would be like, no, that's clearly the attack dice. No, that's clearly the skill dice. Yeah. Also, like, wouldn't I? Don't know. I like having the full set of a set of dice. So then you'd have all these other ones that you wouldn't really use that often. Or at all. You'd have like forty d twenties and then like one of everything else. Yeah, you would really. Yeah. So that's a no. We're not. We're not going with that one. <laughs> no, neither am I. Really. Good. Really. No, I'm not. Definitely not. Believe me. <laughs> it's just a bit much. Because mm. then you'd have to have character specific, specific d20s. No thanks. Don't need that. Oh, you're just multiplying no. dice here now. It's just like endless, endless amounts. Yes. Yeah. This that. was this was started by a dice supplier, or a, you know, a, a dice. <laughs> <laughs> That's this, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, This is dice capitalism. We're not here. For yeah, that. yeah, no. Okay, and the next thing is dice jail. You can buy these, and you can you buy just dice throw jail, a particularly man. bad dice that can teach you a lesson by putting it in jail and. Once it serves its sentence, you take it out, give it a retrial. If it fails again, it goes back into the slammer. I have been tempted to do this. Like I don't to have a jail, obviously, but I would just be like, no, you're you're done. We're we're done with you for right now. And then most usually what happens is the other ones are also shite. And then it's just like, well, you've all betrayed me and you're all terrible. Certain conventions have these as well. You can just put them in and then write a weed notice for why they're in the dice jail. Oh, I do love those. And it's like I roll to one on a death saving throw and or this like, or I stab yeah. some. Yeah, those memes where they like hang a hang a sign on a dog and it's just like <laughs> I put in the fridge. <laughs> I caused a TPK, yeah. 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 <laughs> I do, yeah, because I do, I have more than one D20 for Stefan, so 
if one does bad, I do tend to jump to the other. But um, yeah, that's only natural. Yeah. No matter how unsuperstitious you are, you will change your dice. So there might not be a dice jail per se, but you know, it's tainted for a wee while. <laughs> I am just cool off stubborn with my dice. I just keep going. Oh, Mr. Persistent. I like yeah, it. I keep going as well, because it's a character-specific dice. It can't be changed out, so it just has to keep trucking. <laughs> I gotta a use. option B. That's it. That's all gotta it is. What I gotta use. Great. Yeah, here's one now. This is a bit unusual. The pretty ones are always cursed. No. But she's always cursed? Just like how the pretty ones are always vampires like me, but hey, what can you do? Nope. Pretty dice all the way. Oh, pretty dice are always cursed. Uh, uh, no. no. If that's the case, no one would have any nice dice. Yeah. Yeah, we can't believe that one. No. We just can't. Can't do it. And the side note, um, yeah, even though the pretty ones like me are, are often vampires, um, that's Ratu isn't that much of a looker. <laughs> you know, that's just, so that's you just... can't just char everyone with the same brush. He's just the exception to the rule, you know. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure so, there's some people out there that like his look. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Like his there's mom. somebody for everybody, okay? Yeah, Mrs. Nasratu. Nasratu. <laughs> it sounds like something Andrew Richelli thing, but anyway. <laughs> That'd be a good track right. name. Write that down. Somebody Copyright. Copyright. We said it in So, if, here's another one. If you find one dice to be unnaturally lucky, you should only use it for very important roles. It should be kept in its own personal shrine. You should talk to it when you take it out and put it away. Yes, seriously, talk to it. Do it. Don't believe that. No, I, I, could I not don't. Be that but, I don't believe it, but I can see people doing that one. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely serviceable. That's the one you need the emergency glass for. Yeah. What when it rolls bad? Then you'd then feel like you. Then you were always. You meant. would just be like, "It's okay. You'll do it next time." No, then you'd be <laughs> nah, like, "You have forsaken jail. me," and then you need, yeah, the blood ritual. There's where the that's the blood ritual comes in. Then you put it in the freezer, and then into the oven, and <laughs> yeah, then yeah. onto the frying pan with Recast some salt it. and pepper and some yes. butter. Yeah. <laughs> you add in some onions, and <laughs> there you go. Yeah, get a meal yeah. for the whole family. Meal for the whole family. Look at the material. And what we've got here is, I think Dave Sheeran asked me this at one stage. I, I, I remember talking to him about it. Okay. Is that um, we've talked about dice superstitions. So now we're kind of saying, how do you actually know if a dice is lucky or unlucky? Mm-hmm. So this is testing a dice with a salt solution. So if you fill a glass of water with enough salt until the dice floats, a bit like the Dead Sea. Wow. You can see if the dice is weighted towards a particular side. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember they, asking this. Yeah. They do that I've never the done it. I've never done it. But, um, yeah, you can see if it's weighted towards a particular side just by bobbing it, and it'll kind of 
gravitate towards whichever way it's weighted oh, towards. Okay. And wait, if it's not weighted towards any, should it just kind of spin constantly? Uh, no, it goes to like different be sides. It would be different every time. Different sides, because I think uh, the, the surface of the water yeah. will have some sort of gravity on it. Like, yeah. But it should be but different actually, every time. So, I saw a video on this very recently where they were someone was testing casino dice and casino dice that are usually just this regular six-sided dice they don't have like indents they just have like a small bit of paint on the top and then they were testing like a regular like monopoly set of dice that would have like the six would be six indents and because you've taken six scoops out of that side of the dice it's lighter therefore the six always comes up Wow. Oh, six comes up more often. Oh, more often yeah. because it's oh. lighter. So the one is the opposite side of the six, and it's the heavier side because there's only one scoop. Hmm. That's so interesting. So in, in, in the salt solution, the six would always come up most. That was a video I saw like three days ago. I, I did so, used to know people that wouldn't play with like engraved or pipped dice that had to be paint on. Had to be uh, paint, yeah. Yeah. And that... And and then, and then resin dice, like the typical resin dice, they they are indented, but you can see that like the one is thicker, and the like eleven, usually, so that it 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 mimics the amount of scoop, um, it mimics the mimics the amount of indent, um, across the entire dice. Wow. Yeah. So of course, this only works with your acrylic dice. Um. Metal dice won't work. They'll sink. You'll make them rust. So don't put your precision milled aluminium <laughs> dice into it. Yes. <laughs> Very important. Good to know. And finally, always roll on a designated area. Your table, your character sheet, your dice tray. Anything that falls on the floor, it doesn't count. Unless it's a D20. D20s always count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I use a tray, so yes. <laughs> Same as, yeah. yeah. How would you feel yeah. if it was a D20 on, if it was a 20, like a natural 20 on the ground? You'd kind of want it, wouldn't you? I feel like Gary would tell me, no, I have to roll it again. <laughs> yeah, not, because, not, because I, not because I care, but it's because every other single time it would bounce out. You would say, I'm not using it. So the consistency needs to be important with that one. Yeah, I, I would like if I was playing and it dropped out. They have like I have a tray, but if it if the thing drops out, I just can't hang about it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like come out of the I tray onto the laptop. I'd re-roll. Yeah, I'd re-roll. Yeah. So yeah, kind of it's depends on the floor as well, though. Like if you get carpet, it's just like it's not worth the hassle because yeah. it's not going to land flat most of the time. Some of the time. Yeah, we have tile in the kitchen, and sometimes they can bounce like crazy. So it's just like gone. I'm like four <laughs> feet in the air. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it lands in the pan with your butter and your and your, oil your pepper and, and your salt and your salt <laughs> and your onions. <laughs> so yeah, um, anyone else have any other? Uh, that was a lot. Not a bad. Yeah, one. I had does a anyone, lot. Does, does anyone have? Yes, yeah. it was great. It was well researched. Mm -hmm. Does anyone have any other ones that weren't mentioned? Any other dice? Maybe not uh, superstitions, but traditions. Uh, no, but Emily Axford believes in a lot of those things, and a lot of those things. I was like, yes, that's I know that's where I know that from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cooking, I, the freezing. Well, not that she does the freezing, but like she she's heard she of has, the freezing. She has mentioned the freezing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the freezing. <laughs> freezing. Yeah. First time hearing the freezing for me. Really. Yeah. 
No, it's, I, I, it's I, just out heard, there I just for knew all. the salt solution. So. Salt mm. solution. I see. Yeah, I didn't know the salt solution. Um, that was a thing that people used to do, like in the eighties and nineties, a lot more when like resin, like molds and resin formulas weren't as good as they are today. Yeah, that's reliable, I guess. Most resins are pretty great. You know, they might have some good quality ones are going to be pretty fine. Yeah, and if you were really into your um, salt solution, you could like pre-make one and bring it to your D&D session and have it there on the table with you. <laughs> Everything of dice gets tested to double check before you roll just, it. Just before really you roll wet. it, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just one don't accidentally drink it. Drink it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just uh, that's my water. Don't touch it. And uh, I'm also not going to drink it. <laughs> Instantly dehydrate you. Yeah. You'd notice though, it's like you have to put so much salt in it that it's like sitting in gray. it. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you very much for our super. I just said suspicion. Our superstition corner segment of the afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening nice. to this full episodes. Yes. Thanks a million for that, Dave and Dave. Both excellent segments. Um, and I hope you all at home enjoyed this. Um, this is something a little different, just a little kind of letting loose um, as we're taking a break in between arcs. We will be back soon with some more Adventuring for Dummies action. Um, so can't wait for you to listen to that. But yeah, check on our socials for the most up-to-date news on when new episodes are going to be released. Again, that's Adventuring for Dummies on everywhere. You have all the good ones, anyway. And until next time, it is a goodbye from me. And don't put your dice in freezers unless they've been really bulbed. <laughs> Bye! 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 <laughs> Bye. Hey, this is Dave of the Gwen Persuasion. Just to let you know, you can follow us on our socials by searching Adventuring for Dummies. And you can tweet at us at A4DPod or by using hashtag A4DPod on Twitter. That's the number four, not F-O-R. We would also love if you gave us a rating and review and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you guys next week.